This podcast contains possible spoilers about comic books and adaptations. You've been warned. Hey, Lance. Yeah? Do you want to do a top ten list? Uh, definitely. Everybody, welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic books, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And today we're doing something a little different. We're going to do a top 10 list. We put out the feelers on Twitter and asked everybody what you guys wanted us to do a top 10 list on. Everybody loves top 10 lists. So we're going to do a top 10 list on the top 10 superhero teams. Now, we had to kind of think about what this means. There's a lot of different interpretations of what is a superhero team? Is it an anti-hero team? Do do movie teams count? Uh, can you do a, a team of of villains? You know, so so what are what's the rules that we kind of just that we agreed on, Lance? So for this, it has to be strictly a superhero team. We had a lot of different kind of like anti-hero teams on our list. We had like the we had like Thunderbolts and there was like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Just a lot of these teams that didn't quite fit the heroic nature that we wanted to keep. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of putting those aside possibly for a, a later date. But for now, strictly just keeping with those purely good intentioned superhero teams. For sure. Yeah. So if you don't hear a team that is like, wait, that's a superhero team and you guys didn't talk about them. It's either because we just might not be as familiar with a certain team and that definitely there are, there are a lot of teams and you know, I'll be honest, I haven't read every single superhero team book out there. Spoiler warning. We haven't read everything, (laughs) every comic. And that's one of the reasons we do the show is, is so we can read more comics. So this is definitely one of those shows that we're voicing our opinion. This is by far not meant to be, this is a definitive list and, we're right and you're wrong. We actually want to hear what everybody thinks as like, this is this is your top 10. Uh, this is our top 10. And Lance and I each have a top 10 list. We're going to be revealing kind of going back and forth what our top 10 superhero teams are to us. And we have a couple of um, crossover, a couple of uh, duplicates on the list at, at different points. Um, so we're, we're going to share those. Number 10. I will start things off. And I picked Next Wave Agents of Hate by Marvel Comics. Now, this one might be a little bit strange. And if you guys uh, know about Next Wave Agents of Hate, um, I, I you know how great of a book it is. Um, it, it's not a very long series. It only had about, I want to say, 12 or 14 issues. Um, it is written by Warren Ellis and art is by Stuart Immerman. And it has all these kind of B-list Marvel superheroes like Monica Rambo, Boom Boom, Machine Man, uh, the Captain, Elsa Bloodstone, and it's both a satire and a celebration of the superhero team genre. And they they do things within the Marvel universe. They they fight Fing Fan Foom. You know they they fight uh, these these kind of characters. And there's even like a parody of Nick Fury. And it's funny, but it's also kind of making fun of all the tropes of the superhero genre. I loved it. I thought it was really funnily, funnily, uh, funnily. very, very 
uh, very so well written. And there's yeah, and there's a lot of um, there was a lot of good jokes in there, and there's a lot of good commentary on on superheroes. So I I thought it was very clever. I immediately bought like you know as many issues as I could find in the trade paperback and everything. So um, it's a really fun team, and you know they're very dysfunctional as a lot of these teams are, but they find a way to work together because they they are self aware that like well we're not the Avengers, we're not you know this. We're not this top tier team and they still have problems that they have to deal with. So, um, yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely like, uh, next wave agents of hate. This is kind of like my doom patrol. <laughs> like, this is, uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're very, um, very dysfunctional, but like they're, they're a lot of fun to read. So what do you have for your number 10? So planet Hulk is, I've talked about it on the show before. I think it's, it's one of my favorite runs of all time by Greg Pak. And within Planet Hulk, you have this team that's led by Hulk. So they're called the Warbound. And they first appeared as a team in issue 94 of uh, Volume 2 of Incredible Hulk. And in this storyline, if you don't know, Planet Hulk or Hulk essentially gets blasted into outer space by the Illuminati in the Marvel Universe. And uh, they're sending him to this planet that's just supposed to be really sustainable for him and he's gonna like just live out his life in peace because he keeps destroying things on earth and they're just like we need to get rid of him but we want to make sure that he'll still survive out there and of course he wakes up wrecks the ship he lands on this planet of sakar and turns out to be like this war-torn planet where the the red king has created this like gladiatorial pit and not only is hulk fighting there but like silver surfer is fighting in these pits too. And it's about Hulk teaming up with these other uh, alien creatures and beings. And uh, he kind of fulfills this long forcing prophecy on that planet about this, this green hero or savior that's going to come and and help the, the small people of this planet overcome the, the tyranny of this red King. And so he's joined by characters like, uh, Kair, the old strong who eventually becomes like his lover and really teaches Hulk about who he actually is, how the Hulk is its own entity. He's not just some offshoot of Bruce. Hulk is himself. He's his own thing. Um, and this is where we get uh, Korg and Meek, who are super popular now because of uh, <laughs> Thor um, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. And then we also have characters like No Name of Brood, LOA, and uh, Heroim the shamed and then uh, like a robot called arch e5912 so it's this really like ragtag team and it's so like the, the illustrations are beautiful the action is fantastic um just i just love the idea of just rising up from gladiator pits and literally becoming like the leader of this planet um yeah, it's spartacus in space it is and i love <laughs> every second is. of it and it just it ends like so brutally and it just leads into the next storyline that marvel had but mm -hmm. yeah so that's why it's my it's my number 10 just often regarded as i think one of the best if not the best hulk storyline mm. uh for a lot of people um so yeah I, I i've i've read a couple of issues of it but but yeah it's it's definitely a lot of fun yeah number nine so for number nine, you're going to hold your number nine because it's further down on the list. Yes. So my number nine is Wildcats. Of course. By Image Comics. Got some Jim and Lee love. Jim Lee and Brandon Choi. 
And I picked this not necessarily because it's an amazing book. Uh, let's be <laughs> honest. There are a lot of other amazing books out there. But for me, growing up, like the, the image comics boom of the 90s when you had Young Blood and Wetworks and Spawn and, and you know, all those books. And it was uh, that's when I was like into comics like i was in it you know i was like high school teenager and i was like oh give me more and i was going to every wednesday you know give me more a, pouches on uniforms give me, more, give me everything and this was the image comics of the early 90s um like this was the superstar team and jim lee was my artistic hero and i wanted to move to san diego to work at wildstorm and it was just like you know, um, yeah, Jim Lee's the so, man. so Wildcats meant a lot to me. Like I had followed X-Men and I was like, Wildcats is going to be the thing. <laughs> and, you know, for a while it was pretty awesome. I think it was, I think it was, uh, hyped up a lot more because it's Jim Lee and it, it looks beautiful. It's a beautiful book. Not, not the greatest, uh, narrative book, you know, <laughs> like they, they made a terrible cartoon for it like a couple <laughs> years after that. Um, you know, and other things, but, and it, and they've tried to reboot it a couple times and it's got, you know, some of the characters are still kind of in the DC universe sort of, you know, but, but for me, I think it's just, it's the team of, of Wildcats, uh, and what, what that book represented, which was this, like, we can do it. Like we're creators that we can create this company by ourselves. And, and Jim Lee was definitely one of the, on the forefront of that. And, you know, if it had tanked, then we wouldn't have books like Walking Dead and Invincible. Like, like we wouldn't have um, Saga and, and and some of these amazing image comic books um, if Spawn and Wildcats and, and those image books like had not done well. I mean, it could have been, you know, unsuccessful. Yeah, a but, one and done publisher. But they made it work. And and Wildcats was definitely like a tentpole of that. So that that's my number nine pick is Wildcats. Uh, it has a special place in my heart. I may have may I may have had um, some Wildcats action figures. <laughs> <laughs> do you still have them though? Uh, 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 I'm I somewhere I do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. We're gonna have to put those on social media. <laughs> I don't know where they are, but somewhere. Number eight. So my number eight is your number nine, and that is Fantastic Four. Marvel's first family. Yeah, Marvel's first family. So why don't we talk about why we picked Fantastic Four? So Fantastic Four is one of those teams I feel like that I I want to get into it so badly and, and yep. read all of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like certain elements that just don't like pull me in as much as I'd, I'd want to. Yeah. So there's some storylines where they come in and I'm all about it. Whenever they're part of a tie-in, I absolutely love it. So you got invisible woman you have mr fantastic you have the thing you have you have johnny storm and plus all the people that have been in fantastic four over the which years is Wolverine, like everybody black panthers spider-man she-hulk. she-hulk uh silver surfer i mean like there, there's been a ton of people that have been part of the fantastic four dr doom uh <laughs> you know for one reason or another so it is i think it represents something but i think i'm, I'm right there with you like it's something that i haven't fully immersed myself in and so i i'm kind of looking forward to when we do eventually talk about absolutely fantastic four because i want people to recommend like this is the essential run like this is the run where 
you know, they, they really nail like the chemistry of the family. Um, I know that if we read Stan Lee, fantastic four, it's going to be like a certain vibe, but I, I want that modern interpretation of the fantastic four that, that makes it what people love. And, and it's a certain type of family, like other teams that we're going to discuss later. It's different because like you have a married couple, you have a sister and brother, you have best friends for life. You have like, you know, that dysfunctional f- friendship, you have all these different kind of combinations. And for me, I picked it for, as number eight because I haven't ever gotten into fantastic four, but I kind of want to, but it's also like, it, it was the basis for the Incredibles, which is one of my favorite movies. Yep. So it's like, it definitely has a place it has, it, it, it needs to exist, you mm-hmm. know, and it's not just this, it's not this, um, it, it is a family team and, and why you can argue that like other teams are, you know, become a family, like oh, the Avengers become a family, but, but th- this is a literal family. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so there's it's, weddings it's different. Yeah. There are weddings in the team. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it definitely deserves that. So that, that's my number eight and your number my nine. Number nine. And what I feel, is, I, I do feel like once we get to reading like classic runs and, yeah. and everything that they will jump on our list. I, oh, I sure. almost guarantee it. It's just one of those storylines where there's so much to read that there's other so things kind of jump out at us more than mm-hmm. fantastic Four. But like I said, like anytime they're a part of another run, it it's so good. Like they're, they're a yeah. part of King and black right now, mm-hmm. which is, the big event at Marvel and I, it's amazing. It's so much fun. Yeah. And if you're hearing this and you're like, why isn't fantastic four, like number two or number one, you know, like that's fine. Like I said, this is, I I feel bad for not having ever gotten into fantastic four. (laughs) And so, uh, it's, it's just one of those things, right? All right. Uh, what's your number eight? So I have teen team, and <laughs> well, what's the teen team, Lance? I mean, I know what it is, but like yes. for those who don't, who might not know, because it's not actually in its own book. No. So if you have listened to our uh, issue on Invincible, you would know that the teen team is actually comprised of a few different characters from that comic book. Uh, within the series, you have the teen team, which is basically the the teen titans of that universe that are kind of the offshoot of the Guardians of the Globe, which is like their Justice League or their Avengers. And within this team, you have characters like Adam Eve and Rexplode and Duplicate and Robot. And then Invincible kind of like joins in, that, joins in as like a semi-partner every once in a while when they need him, but he's not actually a part of the team. But I can't make a list on superhero comics without including Invincible somewhere on that list. And so the thing about just the comic in general, Invincible is amazing. And I cannot wait for this series to drop. The trailers are so good. The voice acting sounds so good. Uh, but th- this team is so unique. The The power sets are really interesting. That's what that's one thing about this comic in general that I, I loved. Because most of the time, they're parody characters. Mm-hmm. But their powers are taken to a point where you're like, wow, they like they really thought about how they could make this character just a little bit more fun and a little bit like of an offshoot to where it's like, are they influenced by this character or are they influenced by this other character? Just these fun amalgamation amalgamations of, of characters and Mm -hmm. with very unique personalities, uh, Rexplode is. And and to be fair, you know, they have a parody team of, of the justice league, which we've talked about. 
Yes. So, but but the teen team is is not just the Teen Titans or Young Avengers. It's it's it, it's it's definitely unique and and it changes over time. And they definitely have like you know roster updates and and there's you know there's management issues and, and stuff like that. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Like the, where do they put their base? And they've kind of, you know, they have moments where they're in good standing and bad standing. So yeah. It, and it's kind of fun to see a team that exists, but it's not the sole focus of the book. Like it definitely is about invincible, but you know, that this team sort of, they, they kind of grow over the course of the comic, which is great. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it's, it's one of my favorites. I didn't pick teen team, uh, it's it's kind of in my honorable mentions, but I didn't pick it just because it it doesn't have its own book, and I think it definitely could have, but um, I it, it was like well you know I I wanted I wish it would just have more you know like um, and if they ever do like a teen team book or a spinoff or something like that like I, I'm there 100. percent Number seven. So I am going to hold my number seven because it's later on your list. So what is your number seven? So I got to go with Guardians of the Galaxy for my number seven. Now, I, I openly admit that Guardians were not even on my radar until the the live action film came out. And it mm-hmm. was one of the best Marvel films to come out at that point. The The writing was amazing. The characters were really unique. Like, how did I how did they make me like a tree character? <laughs> like, that shouldn't be a thing. Like when they were like, they're going to be a, there's going to be a, like a live action raccoon. I'm like that, that makes no sense. That's going to be horrible. And it was amazing. Literally sure. everything about that movie is fantastic. And yeah. so getting into like the comics and learning about Star Lord and Gamora and Drax and rocket and or even and the group. first lineup because it was yeah. different it was mm-hmm. completely, completely different, different than, the, than the one that was in the movie and, mm-hmm. and but we got uh, we got to see a glimpse of them in sure. the second right. one in the second which was really fun and there's been a lot of interesting you know just like fantastic four like there's like iron mm-hmm. man's been in it you know like there's there's been uh your your boy uh agent venom <laughs> yep yep and that's that's actually something i wanted to talk about because within within like you just said it guardians has had so many different characters like kind of go through their ranks. But one of my favorite runs is when uh flash Thompson agent venom joins their team. And it just kind of makes sense because venom is a symbiote. He is from outer space and he, he works so well with their team. And in 2015, when Brian Michael Bendis was writing that run, uh, alongside uh, artist uh, Valerio Shidi, there's a, like a three-issue arc in there that I lost my mind over. It was so much fun <laughs> because you basically have Flash and, and the Venom symbiote are kind of freaking out and they can't figure out what's going on with them. And so they're basically being like uh, pulled to this planet that is a, like a planet of symbiotes. And yeah, in that, yeah. in that period of time, like the symbiote is jumping from member to each member of the team. So we get to see like a venomized Drax. We get to see venomized Groot and rocket Ooh. and like rockets gun be- like forms into the suit. And so it, it just becomes like organic. It's really cool. There's a lot of cool stuff. And at the end of that run, uh, you have the, the agent venom suit kind of transform into this uh, space knight 
suit, which eventually got its own run. But mm. like Guardians are so unique and you can do like the space exploration, which you did get to get with Fantastic Four. So it's not like it's the first time they've ever done space exploration, but it's the, the characters are so unique within that team. There's a lot of dynamics that clash and go well together and just makes for a really fun read. Number six. You're going to hold your number six is later on my list, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let you know my number six is Runaways, which is a Marvel book, and it was written by the original uh, storyline arc was written by Brian K. Vaughn with art by Adrian Alfona, um, amazing artist. Mm-hmm. And I We've talked about I, him before. For me, yeah, and for me, uh, Runaways is one of the best one of the best uh, Marvel books in the, in the, in the 21st century. Um, It, it just, it took, it's got a great hook. And, you know, if you haven't read runaways or seen the show, because they made a show recently, um, it's got a, it's got a really cool premise, which is like, it's the kids of these well-known kind of, you know, benefactors. And, and then you find out that, they all the parents are a supervillain team and so the 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 kids who kind of develop their own powers in their own right um all around this time run away and they're fighting and being tracked by their villain parents and that is such a great like sounds like such a, a great hook and, and mm-hmm. you and i'm not spoiling that this is like the first issue you find that out and the for the rest of the run you find all this other stuff so uh but there's some really great characters and and just the writing is good and there's a lot of great plot twists which i love and and i like a lot of you know like these, these teen uh angsty kind of stories and stuff so um brian k vaughn is one of my favorite writers as well so yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, it's, it, Runaways for sure. It's it's amazing, and I definitely recommend it. Number five. Number five. Why don't you share your number five? Yes, my number five. <laughs> I have. Don't talk too a, much about this because we're going to talk about this in a couple yes, weeks. Yes, I know, I know. All right, I have a very strong connection to Power Rangers. I mm-hmm. love. I like grew up on it. That's what like helped raise me was just watching Power Rangers. I'm a 90s baby. So <laughs> that that was like my thing growing up. And as you get older, you you start to realize, hey, some of these shows we watched when we were younger, they actually were very good. However, when they decided to create a an updated Power Rangers comic, because there have been Power Ranger comics. Like in the 90s, whatever. We're not right. talking about those. They're not great. What we are yeah. talking about is the run that Kyle Higgins started. Uh, and it is one of the greatest, like one of the most fun comics I've read, like modern comics I've read, period. It, it, it takes what the show felt like as a kid and updated it. It gave the characters actual depth and backstories and it messed with the mythos of, of like the morphing grid and Rangers in general. And then you had Ryan Parrott take over the writing and it just kept skyrocketing from there. And we've gotten so many amazing arcs and new characters. And it's, I, like I said, we don't want to get into too much of it because we are going to be covering it on a future issue. So surprise, there's, there's our little (laughs) thing for later for you, but the the writing and the art like Dan Mora 
on Power Rangers yeah, crushes yep. it. Mm-hmm. And I and then like uh there was the Power Ranger TMNT crossover that was super fun. I believe that was illustrated by uh Simeone DeMeo or Simone DeMeo. I think it's Simeone DeMeo. And it's just so much fun because you can mess with if you don't even hear Power Rangers at first, right? If I were to bring up a story about like, okay, there's teenagers, they get superpowers with like superpowered suits, and then they fight monsters. But then if the monsters become kaiju, they get to take their dinosaur themed mech robots and combine it into a giant robot and mm-hmm. fight with a massive sword and uh, shield that looks like a mammoth's head. Yeah. So, so Are you in? Awesome. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I, everyone and, and that's a good is point. in. I think, I, I think some people might have maybe a negative connotation with Power Rangers, or maybe it's like, oh, my brother watched that. I don't want to, uh, so whatever, or, you know, but yeah, if you, if you kind of put aside that and just say, let me just try this, um, a lot of these comic reinterpretations are not, are, are, uh, honoring the original, but they are not the original. They they are their own thing, and I definitely have a lot of those where it's like the comic is its own thing, you know. And sometimes you love you love the original, but then the comic version uh, is an entirely different thing. Um, so I, I I feel you for that. I yeah. haven't read I haven't read the Power Rangers. But so it's I'm, so I'm good. The comic it. is way better than the show ever yeah. was. It's so good. You need to read it. Okay. Well, that's that's fair. My number five is BPRD, and it's uh, the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense from Hellboy. And the reason I picked this, and this might be a little, this might be a little bit tricky for some people to be like, "Hey, wait, that's not a superhero team." And I will say, "Yes, it is," because it's our, it's our, it's our list. Get off. <laughs> it's us. our list. Well, here's why: is is yes and no. It's not an official like they're not superheroes and tights kind of thing, but. For, I think for Dark Horse and for Mike Mignola and and Hellboy was one of those characters that when I read the Hellboy books, I was like, oh, th- a book can be this like this is like you can have a book that's like somebody investigating folklore mysteries. And this is a, it's like a crime procedural, but there's monsters and like this giant monster himself is the thing. And they're like they're monsters investigating bigger monsters. And I was like, this is amazing. And the art is incredible. Uh, a lot of people describe Mike Mignola's art is, is like the artist's artist. Um, and there's a reason for that. Cause he, he just says a lot with so little. And a lot of the book is pure visuals. It's a lot of like solid blacks and heavy contrast. And it, uh, I found out about Hellboy a couple years after it had gotten really popular and and uh, somebody was like oh you should check that out because that reminds me of that and um and i i just fell in love and i started getting like art of hellboy and everything and um so i definitely and so the bprd kind of going back to the team you have you know people like liz sherman abe sapien hellboy and then on all of the the team and for me that was always kind of neat to see this the secret organization kind of funding the the investigation of all of these supernatural happenings um th- that are that happen all over the 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 world and i just thought that was kind of a cool idea and and the book itself there is a bprd comic where it sort of takes hellboy out of the main character but it you know it kind of focuses on a lot of the team and and uh, their adventures and like subplots and things like that so um it's it's 
I think I just enjoy that world, and that's that's why it, uh, that's why it's number five for me. Number four. My number four, which was your number six, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. And I knew this was going to be on high up on both of our lists. Yep. And we've talked about Ninja Turtles. It was our first issue. It was our first mm-hmm. episode that we came out with. So definitely listen to that if you have not. Ninja Turtles, you know, I, what else is there to say about Ninja Turtles? Like, I love it. It's It was one of my first superhero books that I read. I love the cartoon. I love the movies. You know, it's they're they're great characters, super original. The the art in both modern incarnations and and older incarnations is a lot of fun. And it's it's something that I think spanned generations. Like my my six year old son is just getting into Ninja Turtles and he he yes. loves it. And then like I love it and I'm like way older than he is. <laughs> so I mean it's it's something that I think it's really, it's a really special kind of uh, moment in pop culture when you be like, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or you know, it, it's it's a lot of people can can agree on on aspects of that. Yeah, it's it's one of those franchises that comes in so many different mediums. So you have the movies, you have the shows, you have, and there's so many different shows which range in where they're trying to hit demographic wise you have like the mm-hmm. older kids for one of the series you have the really young like y7 kids for another you yeah. have the more intense like vintage mirage books for the hardcore fans and then you have the new idw series which is absolutely fantastic right. which is a great jumping on point for anyone if you're trying to figure out where to start reading with comics because you can get through the originals pretty quickly but then idw now is like on issue hundred and 14 or yeah. something now it's it's They're in the, the long game <laughs> yeah it's and and it's great well, the other thing about this and this is kind of similar to fantastic four where it's it's a team the uniqueness of this is that they are brothers right they are they have such a tight bond and you can't imagine one turtle without the other right it's it's they each kind of play their own special part yes they have different you know colors and they have different weapons and it's you know there's there's a, a lot of toy kind of thinking in it but but when you get into the stories of the comics like the idw comics you know they they each have their own story to tell they each have their own flaws and and strengths and uh because there's only four and later five you know they 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 bring something uh, unique because that roster never changes i mean some sometimes it kind of does but uh, mostly it's like it's this is that four core group and and every time a new, a new artist or a new creative team kind of tells that, that story they have to kind of like, well, here's my, here's my take on these essential characters. Like if you did a, 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 a new telling of Ninja Turtles and there was like four new random characters or like mm-hmm. here's five turtles and it's, it's not Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo or Donatello. You'd be like, what? <laughs> like <laughs> they, they are this group. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's what makes them, makes them special and unique because it's like you know who you're gonna get when you say tmnt mm-hmm. your number four we're holding for uh later on my list so let's go to number three number three now my number three i'm actually holding <laughs> but um so we're gonna talk about your number three which was my number seven which is Teen Titans. Yes, the Teen, teen Titans. Titans. So I had Teen and Team and Teen Titans on my list. Yeah, you had a lot of teens. My number seven was Teen Titans, and 
this is another book for me where I haven't read a lot of Teen Titans, but I certainly respect its place and its uh, cultural significance and its historical significance for comics. Similar to Runaways, it is an amazing uh, young book. I mean, without the success of Teen Titans, the original Teen Titans, the 80s Teen Titans, uh, I specifically kind of picked the lineup of the new Teen Titans from uh, Perez and and Marv Wolfman Mm -hmm. and, you know, Rob and Beast Boy, Starfire, Cyborg, Kid Flash, you know, I mean, like, uh that raven uh that is the the quintessential you know teen book and it showed that they could really hold their own tell compelling stories and then you have amazing you know versions interpretations of that like young justice and 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 some of the animated movies and and like the live action titan show that they came out with recently and so i mean teen teen books are that they can hold their own the sidekick books or whatever you don't want to call them sidekicks but um what why did why did you pick teen titans in your top 10 so i was obsessed with the animated series that that series was like perfectly voice casted like what what got me really hooked on teen titans in general that made me want to read those comics was that just Teen Titans series, which eventually yeah. evolved into like the Teen Titans Go, which I'm not super yeah. into. I, I think I've seen Teen like, Titans Go is its own thing. It's and, its own and thing. It's, and it's still fun. It's it's yeah. fun on a different level, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So but that series, it was so incredible to me because they they like were not afraid to go to like dark places in that series. And mm-hmm. you have incredible villains there. You have Slade. You have yeah like betrayal within the team you have mm-hmm. a time jump that is really cool where you get to see robin become nightwing you have like the dichotomy of personalities within the group beast boy is hilarious mm-hmm. and like his his back and forth with cyborg are so good and then raven's like juxtaposition with starfire works so well uh and yeah. it can go it was so good at ha- going from the comedy just to that like the realness, like the the depth that those characters could go and had really fun like tie-ins to other characters that would pop in like Aqualad. But like that just made me get into the comics and the comics are super fun and just hearing their stories because a lot of them have chips on their shoulder because they're they are tired of being considered sidekicks. Mm-hmm. It's like the shtick. So it's like, no, we're our own heroes and this is like why we should be considered heroes. Number two. My number two, which was your number four, yes, is Justice League, and we are talking one. about Justice League, not Justice Society. Um, so Justice League has you know taken on many rosters, but I think you have to have Justice League on on superhero team lists. It's a requirement. Uh, there there have been ups and downs in Justice League, and and you know, some successes and failures and whatnot, but I think it represents something of like, these are the, this is a powerhouse interpret, you know, a powerhouse team of heroes. And it's, it's in the DC universe, at least like when you have these meta humans that are like the top tier of like the protectors of the earth and, and they have come together and they represent, you know, everything that's good. And, but then there's also, you know, some distrust and flaws within the organization and, and who comes in. It's, it's, it's definitely an interesting dynamic. And from, 
from what I have read with Justice League, I haven't read a ton of it, but I've you know picked it up over the years here and there. And it, it's definitely epic. It's definitely very big. It, it's it's dimension yeah. <laughs> altering kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like multiverses. all these different multiverses and, and everything. And and it's just it's when you see something like, you know, the entire Justice League facing off against their evil selves from another Earth or or the, the the animated version of Justice League, which is one of the best cartoons ever. Period. or or, you know, all of the hype about the Justice League movie and the Snyder Cut. I mean, the people love this team, mm-hmm. right? You know, I mean, take it as you will. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll, some people we'll are excited, some people is. are not. I, I'm kind of like, I, I just want to see what it, you know. Anyway, let, let's talk about this. But what is your quintessential, if you had to pick quintessential Justice League lineup, what, what would it be? For me, it's like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, uh, Flash. Hot girl, Martian Manhunter. Okay, I think so I think cartoon. that would be my seven. <laughs> yeah, so the cartoon, John yeah. Stewart. Yes, of course, John Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, like John Stewart. Okay. Justice League and Justice League Unlimited were an obsession that for me. Yes. That that is my <laughs> Justice League. Like I, yeah, like we we talk about Phil Lamar all the time. Flash, like, yeah, yeah, like, Phil Lamar, and then yeah. and then Co- Kevin Conroy was still voicing Batman in Justice League and Justice League uh-huh. Unlimited. Correct, yeah. Like the voice yeah. cast is incredible and Mm -hmm. it's it was one of those cartoons where even as like a a little kid i was like wow this is really well written Mm -hmm. like having episodes that it's like to be continued every other episode it's like Mm -hmm. two-part episodes like that's that's that was a lot yeah you know and like wally west flash like had no clue that was wally west until like way later because that was just flash to me like i had no clue who barry allen was Mm -hmm. so that's that's my number two and your number two is my number three, which is the Avengers. So, you know, right right next to Justice League, you have now this is Marvel's big, you know, one of their big teams. And there's a reason that, you know, the Avengers is one of the most popular teams out there in comics. It's been around since the beginning of Marvel Comics. Uh, lots of different members in the Avengers. So the the kind of quintessential Avengers lineup is a little bit different because, you know, you could kind of argue like, well, who makes the team and who makes the cut? And it's always kind of fun to see like the changing rosters. Yeah, the, the, I love like, those covers where it's like everyone's head. And it's like, who will mm-hmm. join the team? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and, it, and it's very different between like who is the like the cinematic team versus the comic team, because there's right, there are characters right. that are kind of like B-list Avengers uh-huh. in the in the cinematic universe that are very much like founding members of or the we Avengers. haven't even seen yet yeah like 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 we haven't even seen wonder man and and some of those like really early characters from the 60s and we haven't seen some of the some of those characters yet so i'm I, you know I, i'm always kind of like oh is that a hint you know is that a hint yeah. for that character is that a... <laughs> yeah avengers one of the reason i i like the avengers i think and it why it's um my third pick is for for Marvel, I think they do a really good job of like it is a dysfunctional organization. This mm-hmm. this is this is a a high school group that you're a part of, and and the sponsors stayed home, and they're like, yeah, you guys can handle it, and and you know everybody's fighting for leadership, and it's my idea, and let's do this, and we can do it, and it's you know there's not a it's not a family kind of thing. There's not like a 
matriarch or patriarchy kind of thing it's it's like well you know maybe cap should lead or maybe iron man should lead or maybe black widow should lead or maybe you know it's like maybe captain marvel no black panther no black panther should i mean he's but actually the good choice would be you know so yeah so it's like there's always this kind of like who's in charge who's whose idea is better is it technology versus magic versus might versus whatever and and there's tons of infighting and it's it's great it's it's a it's a cool dynamic and i like that you have people that you can't you know you can't trust and that there's people that come back after being gone for a while and and um i mean some of their biggest villains are were created from within yep you know with ultron and (laughs) and and, uh yeah stuff like that so uh, yeah i i love um i love i love the avengers just because and especially with the success of the cinematic, I think it's, it's just great to see how characters that before 2007 characters that, you know, most of the populace of the world were like, yeah, I kind of know who Captain America is, but I have no idea about his story or Iron Man or, you know, Thor or whatever. And then now in the last, you know, 13 years or so, everybody's like, Yes. Give me more yep. Ant-Man. Give me more, you know, this character. Or yeah. Give me more Hulk and like, give me more Thor. And... We're talking a few years ago where Iron Man was literally just called Shellhead. Uh-huh. So it's yep. made, made quite the leap. But yep. Avengers is great just because you have that constant evolution of the team. So you're like, because you have like the mighty Avengers, the new Avengers and like yeah. secret Avengers, like it constantly is changing. Yeah, for me, uh, the best Avengers lineups were New Avengers, where they brought mm-hmm. in Spider Woman, Spider Man, Sentry was on there, Wolverine. Yep, um, it, that was a great lineup, and I really liked Uncanny Avengers, where they brought in uh, X Men and, and Avengers members, and they kind of had to work together, and they were fighting Red Skull uh, with the. It was Red Skull, but he had taken Professor X's brain. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, ah, what's going on? <laughs> comics. Uh, yeah, comics. He's he's okay. He's okay, everybody. Uh, <laughs> but Uncanny Avengers is, is great. It's great. Honorable mentions. Now, before we go to number one, uh, I do have some honorable mentions. Some of you might be like, wait, what about so-and-so? So I have some honorable mentions, and a lot of these did not make the list would would probably be obvious choices and probably are on some of your top 10 lists, but they didn't make the list because either I haven't read them or Lance hasn't read them or, um, you know, it's just something like it never really caught on our radar, but like I look forward to reading it every one of these for different reasons. Um, and I think that they definitely hold their own, uh, in one way or another. So here's some honorable mentions for best superhero teams. Uh, the authority, is is one from image it was a it was a team that image came out with which you know including like midnighter and you know um and they they're kind of like an a almost like an adult telling of sort of a justice league kind of tale and i've heard it's very good and it's it's a classic book and it's really well done and i look forward to reading it <laughs> birds of prey i think is up there and and, and i think it's great to have you know an all-female team and they're amazing and the movie birds of prey by the way the harley quinn movie is not birds of prey the comic it's there are similar characters and some of the same characters show up but i mean when you have oracle black canary huntress you know you you have some of these 
really cool characters and how they work together and their dynamic. And I've read a couple of Birds of Prey comics and I was very close to putting it on the list. It just, mm-hmm. I, I just want to know a little bit more about it. Um, Justice Society, I put on honorable mentions as well, just because just kind of like Justice League, yeah. but I think having both, it was, is like, well, Justice League is, is kind of the, the one for me, but I know for a lot of people because Justice Society was first and Justice Society sort of established the team dynamic very early on. I mean, you have the original flash and green lantern and characters like, um, our man and, and the Hawkman and, and, you know, some, some characters that, you know, represent a lot. And so I respect that. And I just haven't read, you know, a justice society story that I'm like, Oh, that that's great. So I look forward to reading that too. I also put on, uh, the Scooby gang from Buffy the vampire slayer. And, oh my gosh. And, and, the reason I didn't put this in, and I know there's a lot of Buffy fans, if you're listening to this, the, the Buffy comics, which I look forward to talking about at some point. Um, speaking of like interpretations, like you have Power Rangers and for me, mm-hmm. it's Buffy because Buffy comics are very different from the Buffy show and and they stand on their own. And I think they're they're a lot of fun and they're they're great. Um, and that team, that that sort of team is good, but they're not necessarily a superhero team. Yeah. Um, they are a mythic fantasy team like there's a witch there's a you know vampire slayer there is a demon there is a vampire you know so so it's not superhero in nature but they're not necessarily anti-heroes and they're not villains so uh, they're, they didn't really fit into the category but i i they're one of my favorite teams and books so i wanted to mention them at least um one that i know nothing about but i'm excited to find out is the eternals which marvel's making into a yeah. movie and mm-hmm. you know is you know, obviously it's one of the things that Jack Kirby and Stan Lee kind of had some hand in. So I think that's something that will be on all of our radar very soon. So I look forward to finding out a little bit more about that kind of space opera, these big figures, you know, in the cosmic realm. And uh, speaking of that, the other one that I want to mention is the Green Lantern Corps. I'll be honest, I have not read any Green Lantern Corps stuff. I know there's some amazing stuff with Blackest Night storyline and so good. And all of the, uh, you know, Green Lantern Corps stuff. And it's it, the intergalactic police force sounds like a great pitch. I've just never read any of it. So I look forward to reading that as well. And it's, I'm sure it's, it's an amazing really team. Mm-hmm. It's so much. So, it's so, so much fun. So for you, like what, like why, why, why wouldn't you put Green Lantern Corps on your top 10? Just because Green Lantern is such like a big component of Justice League for me. I just didn't want to put it for like sure. twice okay, on the yeah. list. Sure, um, sure. If, yeah, if we're talking fair. like the Green, like Lantern Corps in general, just like those storylines are so much fun just with the spectrum, uh, with the mm-hmm. different rings and Blackest Night yeah. is such a fantastic, oh man, that's such a fun series to read uh <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah like the green lantern core is is a lot of fun and like the white lanterns would be a really cool team to have too just because it kind of like sinestro was a white lantern too like there's so many weird things that happen yeah i don't in, know any in of that, that. Story. Uh, yeah it's a I, lot of fun i need to i need to learn up on my you, green lantern history uh-huh. And then as far as honorable mentions, I would just want to add like a force. So like that female, Uh female Avengers team. So we're still talking Avengers, but specifically the all female Avengers team. We we got to see the, the scene in Endgame where a lot of the female heroes got to come together. And some people were like, yeah, it was force moment, whatever it's comic book movie, like ridiculous things are happening everywhere. If you think Mm -hmm. the most ridiculous thing is 
all female heroes coming together for one scene out of everything else. Get out of here. It's, Give me more. Yeah, like, I'm sorry that little <laughs> girls got to see a team of all women, like, tear stuff up on the big screen. Like, I'm, that's incredible. I'm sorry we didn't get to see more of that. And, exactly. I, and I hope it's not just a cool moment. You know, at some point, maybe there will be an A-Force movie or something to that effect, like a you know, the female superhero team or a female-led team. Yeah, uh, bring it on. Let's do it. Number one. That brings us to our number one pick, and uh, it might not be a surprise, but also Lance and I picked the same number one, um, <laughs> and originally it was not your number one, but we talked a little bit before this, and we were like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's number yeah, one. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it is X-Men. So for, for me, X-Men has always been my favorite book. It's always been probably my favorite team just because I like I like the story of the the underdog group and the under the sort of misunderstood individual and in the team and people that are different coming together, the whole allegory of, you know, outcasts and, and mutants, you know, being not the normal and the most popular. And that's kind of what for a while, you know, one reason why I didn't like books like Avengers and justice league, because it was like, they're the public facing ones and X-Men were always like, well, we're still going to do the right thing. Even though, even though you might not like us, we're going to do it. And, and that really resonated with me. And then plus just the characters are so cool. I mean, it's every, everybody's got their own power and it's, and it's genetic and built in. And some of them are, they embrace it and some of them fight it. And, you know, you have great characters that, you know, like Nightcrawler and Rogue and Beast who wrestle with, with, you know, their gift, but then they don't, they want to use it, but then they, they hate it at the same time. And you have other characters like Wolverine who's tortured and, but he's badass. And you, know, you have characters <laughs> like Cyclops who's trying to be a good leader, but everybody gives him a hard time. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's when we start, we're going to start talking about X-Men characters very soon. And, uh, it's um yeah there it's just an amazing book uh i mean my my quintessential x-men team as i'm sure it is for a lot of people is the blue team and the gold team from the 90s and that's kind of what they based the blue team is sort of what they based most of the um uh the animated series on you know with wolverine cyclops beast rogue storm gambit jubilee um and and it was a it was a great run again jim lee you know uh Chris Claremont. um so good and uh and then the gold team which was um i believe Wallace Portacio and uh also Chris Claremont maybe uh gosh I'm look that up gosh Chris um, why don't you know everything about I know I should know that but I'm I'm pretty sure it was yeah uh but it, yeah it, it X-Men was was just an it just really stood out to me as as like this this is what comics could be uh to make to make them great what uh why is x-men number one for you so uh, originally i had avengers as my number one on my list but then i started thinking like right now like in general if i were to think of a like a just a team or a group that i wanted to read about immediately i'm thinking mutants so i i, mm -hmm. I had to change it to go to the x-men just because you have such a variety of characters like you were talking about you have the the difference in superpowers you have like people trying to be leaders and struggling to do so you have characters that are tormented ones that want to be heroes but 
continue to, for some reason, hurt those around them. And there's, there's so much like inner turmoil within a lot of these characters. It just adds for really strong narratives and great storylines. And honestly, at any point in time, any of these characters could like flip a switch and be considered like the villain of a story. And so there's always that like, wait, are they flipping? Are they turning at this point? And there's a lot of that in the series. It's like, they betrayed us. Like they're with the brotherhood now. And it Mm -hmm. like, it flips all the time. And the, the character designs are phenomenal. And like, the cartoon you you can't you can't look at an image from the series without hearing the theme song in your head and if you (laughs) don't hear that theme song in your head i feel sorry for you because it go watch it on disney plus just go watch it it's so (laughs) good like it it's it's one of those series too that because it's been around for so long that there there's there's a hundred percent a storyline that you're gonna love somewhere along the way and I remember like growing up watching the cartoon and then as I got older, X-Men Evolution came Evolution, out and Wolverine I and the X-Men. loved that series. Like yeah, I loved yeah. Rogue's design so much. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's I think like Raven and Rogue from X-Men Evolution is the reason why I was kind of like attracted to goth girls in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so there's like and that's and that series had had Spike and like he yeah. doesn't show up like anywhere else but I loved Spike when he came back like and he had the but like dope. the bone armor on oh man I love X Men but I remember being in middle school and in the school library there were like the history of and it was like all these different Marvel teams and I would just like keep renting out the X Men one just so I could like reread it over and over uh, cool. so it like. I can't, I can't like not smile when I think yep. and talk about X Men. There's just so many. I good can verify. Stories. I'm looking at Lance. He's smiling. He's got a big smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that's why it has our to be wives are like, "What are they talking about? They're so loud right now." <laughs> like, like why are they? They talk to people about comics. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, it's it holds a special place. I think in our hearts. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking about X-Men characters and we have one coming up very soon. Well, at this point, one would have already come out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. we would have already talked about Storm at this point. That's right. The goddess. Yeah. I, I think that's um, a solid X-Men character to start out with. Storm. Mm-hmm. Who, who honest, let's, let's be fair. She should be the leader of the X-Men the majority of the time. She is the, the omega level mutant yeah. that you do not want to mess with. No. I mean, she is the goddess of all weathers. So. Yeah. We're gonna we're we're definitely gonna well, you would have already gotten into it, but this the way that we're recording these episodes, it's coming out after that. So um do you disagree? Do you agree with us? You probably disagree. Everybody likes yeah, to have you their own top ten. Disagree. Um I, I no one's gonna pick next wave agents of hate <laughs> on their top ten list. I am alone in that, and if, I would if be very you, surprised. Yeah, and if you picked uh <laughs> if you pick Power Rangers, I'm gonna be very surprised. Yes, you, you some <laughs> of these people will I I guarantee some of the people that follow us will put Power Rangers on their You'll list. Be like, you I, crazy, I but that's okay. It. Everybody's entitled to their own, their own top ten. And yeah. if, if you think that what did we miss? What is your top ten? Let us know. Uh, hit us up on our social media at CBK Cast on Instagram or Twitter, and let us know what your top ten list is for top superhero teams. We look forward to reading those, to discussing those. Um, you know, again, everybody's kind of entitled to their opinion. There's no right or wrong. It's just, it's all superhero team love, baby. 
and uh, thank you guys for listening. And um, yeah, this was, this was fun. We should definitely do a lot more top 10 lists. If you guys like this, let us know what you thought and let us know if you have any other ideas for top 10 lists. We have, we have a, a lot of ideas already, but we're always looking for more. It's time to close the book on our top 10 list for a superhero team. So until next time, this is Chris and Lance reminding you to keep your friends close, but your comic books closer. This is Chris. Lance and I are excited that Comic Book Keepers is part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. But did you know that there are other geeky podcasts that you can listen to? There totally are! Such as the anime fantasticness of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, the hilarious D&D actual play adventures of Knights of the Roll Table, which I'm on. But we also have some new baby brothers in our podcast family. Explore the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration, or Talking Animation's Finer Details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. So check those out today. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind.